0: Um, I want to go into this series on today, amen, friend, friend, defining friendship, friend, defining friendship, friend, defining friendship. If you have your Bibles, go to John, the fifth chapter, verse number one through 15, as we traverse through the gospel according to John, John, the fifth chapter, verse number one through 15, a familiar story to many of you, some of you might not know it, that's all right, uh, we're going to catch you up, all right, John, the fifth chapter, beginning at at verse number one and concluding at verse number 15 the Bible says sometime later Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool which in Aramaic is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades here a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind the lame the paralyzed one who was there had been an invalid everybody say invalid, invalid. For 38 years, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Verse number seven, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Verse number eight, then Jesus said to him, get up pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed it is the sabbath the law forbids you from carrying your mat but he replied the man who made me well said to me pick up your mat and walk so they asked him who is this fellow who told you to pick up and walk, pick it up and walk. The man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Verse 14, later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Verse 15, the man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Get up pick up your mat and walk. I wanna preach from as the spirit should guide from this subject, a real friend empowers. A real friend empowers. A real friend empowers. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the gospel of John and God, John's gospel is different from the other others in that his primary goal, listen to this, is not to give us a historical treatment of the life of Jesus. John's purpose is to exalt the person of Jesus so that men might believe on him and be saved. John wants us to know Jesus. Everybody say no. Everybody say no. John wants us to know Jesus because, ladies and gentlemen, Satan is going to try to come after us on every side. He wants to bring the negative and lose sight of your purpose, and he will introduce everything that he can to throw you off track. And if you don't know Jesus, then you don't know the stabilizing force that gives you the internal strength to overcome everything that is thrown at you John wants us to know Jesus so much so that in the chapter one of John he uses the word no seven times but this no is not experiential no that that's that I know something because of what I've gone through it, it means that time has to be a factor in my relationship with Jesus it takes time to go through certain things to know Jesus and unless we know him deeply we will panic at the first sight of trouble and get knocked off our feet because we don't know that Jesus can be a stabilizing force in our life but when you know Jesus you will not be you might be shaken but you won't fall out I might like bend but I will not break because I know who my redeemer is I know who is the one that lifts me up, I know who is the one that strengthens me, I know who's the one that provides for me, I know who's the one that makes a way for me, I don't think y'all know who it is Who it because some of you have put your trust in horses and, and others have put your trust in chariots but I will put my trust in the name of the Lord for the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run therein, and they are safe. See, when you know that, you don't get shaken by not having no money. You don't get shaken by somebody breaking up with you. You don't get shaken by somebody walking off from you. Because when you know who is your company keeper, when you know who's your heart fixer, when you know who's your mind regulator, ah, oh, that stuff can come and go. But I stick, put my foot on a solid rock, and on that rock I stand. I will not be shaken. Ah, uh, is there anybody in here that know Jesus? I came to find out, y'all acting, I thought y'all was Christians, but is there anybody in here that say, I know Jesus for myself, come hell or high water, I know who got my back, I might be up, I might be down but I know who can stabilize me through everything that I go through I go through some storms sometimes but it keeps me right in the midst of my storm and is there anybody in here that can give God just a little bit of praise not because he brought you out, not because he brought you over, but because you know Jesus for yourself I ain't talking about my mama Jesus I ain't talking about my grandmama Jesus I ain't talking about my daddy Jesus, I'm talking about the Jesus that I know for myself turn me down up here, turn me back up please, turn me back up up here see see, he's not talking about that kind of no, no John he's not talking about experiential uh, experiential no, yet John talks about a no from the perspective of having a positive absolute knowledge, thank you a positive absolute knowledge it means it cannot come only from experience but this knowing Jesus comes from God giving you revelation through a deposit from God God. It means that I'm not swayed from Jesus because I know not only by experience but God downloaded assurance in my spirit and my faith says everything will be alright. God help me. That's why when other people stop you keep going that's why when others give up you don't quit because when you know Jesus you don't need validation from people you don't need validation from your job. you don't need validation from the doctor but when you know you have a relationship with Jesus for yourself if my prayer partner don't call me I still know Jesus if my pastor don't say nothing to me I still know Jesus if the bishop never calls my name I still know Jesus because I know Jesus Jesus for myself, you still don't know him. Matthew saw him, Matthew saw him as the King and Messiah. That's why Matthew's gospel used the word over and over again fulfill. Let the church say fulfill because he will fulfill your purpose and your destiny. He doesn't take you part of the way, you serve a God that takes you all the way. I need somebody to say, All the way. I know it's nine o'clock in the morning, but is there anybody here that know that God don't take you part of the way, but He takes you all the way? That He is a fulfiller; that He will fulfill all your desires and your needs. He may not come when you want Him, but He's sure gonna be on time. And is there anybody in here that say I serve a God that's a fulfiller of all my needs? I serve a God that satisfies me on every end. When man don't satisfy me, I know a satisfier. When a woman don't satisfy me, I know a satisfier. That's why some of you tried alcohol and you tried drugs and you tried clubbing because you were looking for anything that will satisfy you. But is there anybody in here that ran into a man named Jesus one day that filled in all your gaps and solved all your problems? Is there anybody here that know that God is a fulfiller? Yeah. Matthew saw him as a fulfiller, but Mark, the Gospel of Mark, Mark saw him as a wonder worker. Mark used the word straightway. Everybody say straightway. straightway. It means that he is an immediate acting God. Ah, he's an immediate acting God. Oh, I know I'm fighting against something right there because you don't think that he's an immediate acting God. But let me show you a different way to look at this. You may not see him working, but just know he's working all the time. God, help me. I said, you may not see him working, but just know he's working all the time. What you mean, Pastor? How's he working all the time? He's either working for you or in you. You just miss your shout. I said, he's either working for you you or in you. You just miss your shot. He's either working for you or in you. And when you don't see him doing something for you, you just need to know he's doing something in you. Maybe you're in a season right now that he ain't working on the external, but he's working on the internal. He's getting your attitude together. He's getting your disposition together. He's getting your praise together because he wants to know, Ah, oh, even if you don't see me working, I'm still working on the inside of you. Luke saw him as a friend of sinners But one who wants to save the lost That is why we are here Because he saves the lost He looks for the worst I said Jesus, he looks for the worst Look down your road, look down your road Look down your road, that ain't the worst Look at your seat, that's the worst right there Oh uh, yeah, I know you want to point fingers At everybody else, but the fact of the matter Is you can start right with who's sitting in your seat Right now, because Jesus looks for the worst You know why he looks for the worst? Albert, he looks for the worst because the worst can give them the greatest praise God help me When you know that you've been messed up When you know you missed a mark And God still looked beyond your faults And saw about your needs, Honey it'll make you give a praise I can tell people That think they got to where they are by themselves Because you sit there and don't give them no praise But when I think Of the goodness of Jesus And all that He's has I'm the worst, I'm the worst, I'm the worst. I look real good, but only if you knew, I look real good, but only if you knew, I look real good, but only if you knew I look real good, but only if you knew, I look real good, but only if you knew I am the chiefest of sinners. I'm jacked up, I'm messed up, but I got the best praise, and I got the best adoration, because I know where he brought me from. But in order to elevate Jesus, to the proper level, John John. now presents Jesus in a new way. Watch this in every chapter of the book. When you read the gospel of John, every chapter he presents Jesus in a new way. John chapter one, John paints him as the son of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. When he gets to chapter 2, he presents Jesus as the Son of Man, the man who turns water into wine by the request of his own mother. It means that Jesus is not only divine, but he's also human, because he can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. I thank God that I don't serve some Buddha, some, some little statue. I don't have I don't have to do no incantation, I don't have to sit there and rock back and forth and knock your right No, you better shut that foolishness up. I got a God that came out of heaven, and He knows what it's like to be in this skin, and He, he knows what it's like to fall, He knows what it's like to have, have all these issues and this pressure on your life. And I'm so grateful that I got a God that came out of heaven and had to put on this flesh so He can relate with who I am the time we get to chapter 3, John says he's the divine teacher. In other words, you can't come to the Lord and he leaves you ignorant. Jesus, Nicodemus, came to him and said, watch, what must I do? He said, you must be what? Born again. Yeah. In other words, when you come to me, I'm not just going to change your spirit. I'm going to change your mind. Uh, I can't stand a Christian that don't like to grow. I can't stand a Christian that don't like to be smart every now and again. Sometimes you need that mind to be renewed. Come on. Because if you keep thinking the stuff, you always thought you're going to keep living what you always live. But that's why he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I feel like preaching this morning. Is there anybody here that says, since I met Jesus, he changed my mind. The things I used to think, I don't think anymore. The things I used to think about myself, I don't think about that anymore. Because I serve a God that he's a divine teacher and he changed my mind when we get to chapter 4 John says Jesus is a supreme soul winner oh because he said I must need go through Samaria I gotta go ambush a woman when you're here on Wednesday night I gotta go ambush a woman and mess up her work that she does every day because when Jesus shows up he'll turn your whole life around all her needs became his needs because anytime you need Jesus shows up to meet your need but he don't just give you what you want watch this he gives you living water. He'll give you something that'll satisfy your purse. He'll give you something that'll satisfy your soul. Is there anybody in there that say, I got the living water. Yeah. See, but by the time we get to chapter 5, we now see Jesus, watch this, I'm going to turn on you, as the great physician. By the time we get to chapter 5 of John, now Jesus, John shows Jesus as the great physician. But John does not show Jesus just performing miracles. Stay with me. But rather he shows Jesus, watch this, performing signs. Um, um, The other Gospels were miracles. But when you get to John, now he shows signs. And a sign means an identifying mark or proof. It means Jesus performs these miracles as a sign of proof. To show you who he is and he is what he saved he Come on, is. God. Come on, God. So in the gospel of John, Jesus shows us seven signs hey. of proof of who he is. So glad you asked me. What's the seven signs? I'm so glad you asked me. The seven signs. I've watched this. Chapter two, he turns water into wine. Chapter four, he heals the royal royal official's son. Chapter five, which is our text, he heals the paralytic. Uh, 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 um. In chapter six, he feeds the five thousand. And chapter six, he was walking on the water. In chapter nine, he heals the born the man the man born blind. And chapter eleven, he raises Lazarus from the dead. Come on, God. Pastor, don't sound like miracles. No, John says they ain't miracles. Only they are signs because signs are are what points us, it leads us, it directs us to Jesus. There are signs in all of our lives that Jesus has performed to lead us back to him. Now my question to you, is what sign has Jesus performed in your life to show you who he is? Mighty scared, the saints of God are losing their ability to see the signs that God has given you every single day of your life. He gave you some signs this morning, you got up. You were still in your right mind. You still had the activity of your limbs. Oh, come on, that's a sign. When you got up, you didn't get up with a headache or a migraine. You got up right after bed, come on, and you went in the refrigerator and there was food in the refrigerator. I'm telling you, God's sending your signs all the time. See, you don't, you only can praise when something miraculous happens in your life. But God is saying, if you just see the signs, if you see the writing on the wall, I'm performing miracles every single day of your life. In fact, there's some of you that you need to realize you owe God some praise because of all signs. Signs that he's performed in your life. Is there anybody in here that say it's a sign because I'm still on that job after all the people that tried to fire me and I'm still there. I know that must be a sign from God. So John shows the signs. And then I text Jesus encounters a man that is in a dreadful condition. Text says he's been sitting by this fool and he's been an invalid for 38 years. 38 years. He's been in this condition for 38 years. Uh, I want to show you three things about his condition. Here's number one. Watch this. He's a disabled man. A disabled man. According to scripture, this man has lived with an infirmity for 38 years. And the word infirmity means that he has had some weaknesses or frailness that prevented him from walking. Because of his condition, he was unable to earn a living for himself or his family and was ostracized by the community. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever been in a season where you feel like you can't go anywhere or do anything? I ain't got an honest church in here. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, neighbor have, you ever have you ever been in a, a season where you felt like, you, felt like you were stuck? Oh God, have you ever been in a season where you felt like you couldn't go any further than where you are and it feels like you're living the same thing over and over and over. You get up, get the kids ready, go to work, come home, feed the kids, go to sleep, get up, get the kids ready, go to work, come home, feed the kids, go to sleep. It seems like you're living the same thing over and over and over again and God is saying I'm surrounded by the same thing. I'm, I'm, people are the same, the feelings are the same and Jesus says I showed up to disrupt your Routine. Can I tell you something? Jesus says, You're in the season right now where I'm coming to disrupt your routine, where I'm gonna put your feet in on a different track. And what you used to do, you ain't gonna do that no more. Because God say i am come here to get you unstuck. Pull on your neighbor a little bit, just pull him a little bit, and say, Come out of that place you've been in. You've been there long enough. You've been sitting by this pool long enough. It's time. Y'all ain't pulling nobody. I said, Grab your neighbor, shake it real good, and say, It's time to come out. Number one, he was a disabled man. But here's number two, he was a desperate man. Let the church say desperate. The fact that he is at this pool and his condition is proof proof positive that this man is desperate for healing. Legend says that one day a year, an angel would come down and trouble the water in the pool. And whoever was in the pool first, they would be the one to be healed. Because when you get desperate, watch this, you accept fantasy over faith. Oh my God. Uh, That's why when you get desperate you hold on to your horoscope more than you hold on to the Word of God. When you get desperate, you'll live off a post on social media than living off of what God has spoken over your life. You ain't got to say amen, I'll preach it anyhow. Uh, because when you get desperate, you'll accept fantasy over faith. Uh, the fantasy relationship, don't you sit up here and let me prophesy to you, because some of you know that you live in a fantasy relationship. You made them be fantasy, and when reality set in, then your faith had to take over. And God says, if you exit your faith. You will do things that you thought you could never do. When you work your faith, you get strength that you didn't even know that you had. When you got got to have fantasy, it ends your faith. But is there anybody in here that say, I got faith over my fantasy? I believe God is getting ready to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I can ask or think. Number one, he was disabled. Number two, he was desperate. But here's number three, he was disappointed. Come on, come on, come on. Text says that every time he goes to get in the water, someone gets in before him. Year after year, he has seen his hopes and dreams shine as another person beats him to the healing waters. Year after year, you got to see all your girlfriends get married. Year after year, you got to see people that don't tire drive up with a new car. Year after year You serving as as only you can It looks like everybody living their best life except you and it, and it leaves you disappointed I know we don't like to talk about this at church But is there anybody in here that say Sometimes you look at God and say God that's not fair Amen one witness over here that just want to tell the truth. there Anybody here that says, sometimes you look at how other people are living and you're wondering how in the world are they living that good and they don't even serve you. They don't even praise you. I came to church broke a sweat giving you the glory and giving you the praise and it seemed like I'm going home still alone, still by myself. It seemed like I'm still struggling and what sets in is disappointment. Here's what messed me up about this man in the text. You would think after all this time being by the pool he would position himself to be first in the water but disappointment has a way of psychologically killing your optimism that you no longer expect anything better you accept it as it is and this is how it's just going to be come on what you say to yourself it is what it is you start to think that the possibilities for you have passed and your hope is gone but I stopped by to let somebody know Jesus wants you to do one thing, here we go. Believe again, God help me. I need you to look all down your road and tell them, to point your finger at them with an the attitude and say, believe again. Didn't work out the way you thought it was supposed to work out, but believe again. Been disappointed before, but believe again. Expectations been let down, but believe again. Prayed about it, nothing happened, but believe again. Uh, Jesus said, if you could just believe again, because all things are possible to those who believe. Is there anybody in here that got all things? Possible praise that it might not look like I wanted to look like, but I made up on my mind. I'm gonna believe again. This man is disabled, and this brings tension into our text. I need you to kind of walk with me through something. I need to work this out because um, I've been struggling with something. I've been I've been pushing through something, and 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 I need to kind of work this out real quick. This man is disabled, and this brings tension into the text. Because this brings up what we call in theological terms, stay with me, disability studies. Okay, I told you we are thinking church. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to think right now. We're going to think. We're going to shout in a minute, but we're going to think right now. Um, in theological terms, this, is, this, this text deals with what we call disability studies. That when we look at Jesus healing in the Gospels, most of us, interpret the text from the vantage point, listen to this, of an able-bodied person. We read scripture with healing, with the underlying assumption that everyone should be able to see, walk, and have mobility. Okay, I came to bust out some of your charismatic ways and some of your Holy Ghost fire. I came to doubt yourself a little bit because I need you to see this from a different perspective. Okay. See, here's the problem. This becomes, this vantage point becomes problematic because it conflicts with our belief that God created us in God's image. And if we affir- affirm that what God made is good, if the norm of God's creation looks like what we deem as normal, watch this, then what about the rest of us? Come on. Come on. Are you thinking with me? Mm-hmm. Because if that's your perspective And you are in a wheelchair Reading this story You will start to wonder Does that mean that there's something Wrong with you God didn't heal you So does it mean That you're not worthy Because you're not what we Quote unquote call normal See Disability studies preachers Teach us that just because we say that it's the norm does not mean that God says it's the norm. Oh, I'm going to argue my case in a minute. This is something that we have come up with that is dangerous because it is a narrow and incomplete definition. Because watch this. Let me turn it on his head. If I define you by what you can't do Mm -hmm. opposed to what you can do, then I missed out on the intent of why God even made you. You missed what I just said. If I define you by what you can't do and never look at what you can do, I will miss the specialness of why Jesus intended to make you in the first place. See, there's a lot of things that I can't do. But what I can do will blow your mind. God help me. So I might be limited in one area, but it does not mean that I'm limited in all areas. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I don't like that right there. I know that messes with your theology. Because now we have been taught that everybody got to be healed. And everybody got to be delivered. Can I mess you up? I told you we are thinking church. But what if you were born that way? I'm messing with y'all. Because look at the words we use. Here we go. You ready? Disabled. What did the text say? Invalid. Invalid? So now do we just segregate a whole section of people? Because they don't fit into what we call as normal come on teacher teach. yeah. so our language ladies and gentlemen needs to ch- are y'all thinking with me yeah. this morning our language needs to change. It's not that somebody is disabled. It's, it, it's that someone is differently able. God help me. Look at somebody talking about, I'm not disabled. I'm just differently able. I can't do what you do. You can't do what I do. But God created us. But we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And if God made me that way, you need to celebrate the specialist that's on my life. <laughs> just, because a blind person will tell you, if I can't see, then my other senses are heightened. And the things that you miss, I'll catch every time. Because I am differently able. Still ain't with me? Some of y'all are messing with your theology. It's all right. The problem with what we consider to be norm, you get this? Here we go. Watch this. Here's the problem. That what you consider to be normal, is the problem, will eventually exclude you and me. Hallelujah! Yes. They missed it. That's right. They missed the declaration. So let me say that one more time. The problem with what we consider to be normal will eventually exclude you and me. Come on, come yeah. on, come on, on. now, come Because if you keep adding to the list of what normal is, eventually we'll hit what you're not. Come on. Come on. Oh, 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 and if you're not careful, watch this. Oh, you will spend your life trying to reach something that ain't real. Help me. Here you are trying to get in the water. Trying to make sure you're the one that beat everybody else. Who told you being married by a certain age was normal? Oh, I'm about to mess y'all all all up. Who told you having a certain amount of money is what's normal? Who told you that a certain weight is what's normal? I need somebody that got a little thickness around their waist to say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't care, eight size two ain't normal. Boo, you need to go eat. The devil is a liar. I'm gonna do that Watch this. Watch this. Could you be real for something that's not real. Because what happens if you work all your life and you never become a number two? Does that mean, watch this, you never become a, a, a size two? Does that mean that you're not. What hey, If you never become the manager on your job, does that make you now less of a person? See, that's why Paul said, in every state I've been in, I've learned how to be content. God, help me. Because when you learn contentment in God, honey, you can have a mean manager over your life and still go to work happy every single day. Because you know at the end of the day, she might be the boss, but God got the position. God, help me in here. Is there anybody in here that say, I ain't got to be normal? Are y'all still with me? y'all you know, still with me watch this so the first thing I need you to see here we go a real friend a real friend challenges all of your assumptions on what you think you don't have so that you can see what you do have a real friend challenges all your assumptions on what you think you don't have so you can see what you do have God help Thank you, for help you. I may not have that yeah. And I may not have that, and I may not have that, but what I do have is amazing all by itself, God help me. I, I may not be married, oh, but all my bills paid and I have to sleep with nobody to get them paid, come on, oh, I may not be the manager, but in that position that I'm in, I'm getting paid better than if I was in a different position. I may not have that, but I'm all right where I am. Yes. Jesus asked the man, here we go, laying there 38 years, disabled, disappointed, desperate. He asked them, hey, do you want to get well? And the man replies, I have no one to help me. Jesus asked, do you want to get well? And the man replied, I have no one to help me. Jesus asked the man, do you want to get well? The man replied, I have no one to help me. The man's answer showed that he had been waiting for medical assistance for too long. Come on, Pastor, teach let me, let me go over here. The man had a pre existing condition ha, come on, that the system was no longer working for. Man. Come on, baby. come on. Bring Catch to that the light. when you get home. Bring to the light. <laughs> come on, bring me these chairs. Bring me the black chairs. Bring me the black chairs. Okay, here's what I need I need four people. Four people. Four people. Come on. Come on, four people. Come on. Four people. All right. All right. <laughs> How many we got, how many we got? Four, I need one more, I need one more. Four. I need five, I need one more, I need one more. Come on, come on, come on. Wait, on. Oh, come, on. S- come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, all right, all right. I need you to see this in a different way. I need you to see what's going on with this man, this disabled man. Y'all remember musical chairs? Yeah. Y'all, y'all know how this go? Yeah. It's five of them and four chairs. Y'all get around, get around. Come on, get around, get around, get around. All right, all right, all right, come on, let's go. Here we go. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> right before time, Everybody stand. All right? Come on, let's go. The seat first stays in the game. Y'all come back up there, come back up here. come back up here, come up, back up here. Okay, move them, move all black chairs, move all the black chairs, move all the black chairs. All right, bring me the green chairs. All right, Here's the struggle, here's the struggle now. Watch this. There was five of them, four chairs. But the chairs were still big enough that they could still get in them. Okay? But now circumstances have changed. Well, the chairs are so small that the likelihood of you getting one. Watch this. What happens? When the condition you in is like you fighting for one of these little small green chairs. <laughs> How does it set up your whole life now that you think the only thing that's out there for you are these small little green chairs? Now, y'all ain't finna tell my chairs. <laughs> so I ain't gonna have y'all get in the chairs. But I had to put them out there for you to see. That sometimes this is how your life is yeah. This is why you can't get along With nobody on your job Because you're trying to get a little green chair As if all, that's all that God got for you That's why you don't like other women Because you look at men like they're a little green chair Y'all getting real quiet on me now Laugh now Because that's where some of y'all live You got the little green chair syndrome well, if you can just get you a piece of a blessing, it's all right. Watch this. And Jesus comes along and says, Do you want to get with him? I have no one to help me. When I try to get in the water, somebody else get in front of me. Jesus, I didn't... Bro, I didn't ask you I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask you about your excuses. Come here, I didn't ask you about what happened to you in your childhood. I didn't ask you about that. Because sometimes when you talk to saints, all they can tell you is what they've been through, but they can't tell you where they are going. All we got, watch this, because you've been disappointed, you've been desperate, you've been disabled for so long. Now you have a rehearsed excuse for everything in your life. We tired of hearing about what happened to you way back then. What are you doing about it now? And yeah. your lady, what you doing about it now. Thank y'all. What you doing about it now? What you doing about it now? Because if you keep talking about the excuses that happened in your past, then at the end of the day, you just looking for a green chip. Yeah. My my, my, my. Jesus shows up and asks, do you want to get well? Watch this, here we go. Because sometimes being a real friend, come on, let's go. Sometimes being a real friend, y'all with me back there? Sometimes being a real friend means I have to challenge your own limitations. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. A real friend pushes you out of your comfort zone and makes you take leaps of faith to venture out into the unknown. A real friend will tell you to come out of the boat and start walking on the water. Y'all ain't with me. A real friend will spit in the ground and make mud and put it in your eye. And then tell you to go wash in the pool of Siloam. Watch this. Because a real friend will never let you settle with mediocrity and normalcy. Amen. The mighty there are many of us who are surrounded by people that like us the way we are. That will never challenge us to be any better than what we are right now. Come on. Because a real friend will say, come on. We're going to start walking to get our health in order. A real friend will say, come on. Uh-uh. We ain't going to Potter's house today. You said you want to get on this diet. I'm trying to bless your life. Watch this. Watch this. Man, do you want to get well? I have no one to help me in the water. When I try to get in, somebody else get in front of me. Watch this. The man says, I have no one to help me. Can I just dig that out just for a minute? I'm going to get off of this in a minute. Here's the problem. You ready for this? I need you to see this in some of your own lives. Watch this. Here's the problem. Um, Um... Lord, come on. Come on. When you're broken, you can't trust your discernment. Come on, Captain. Hurt people. When you're broken, you can't trust your discernment. That's what I'm scared of. I'm scared that a lot of us are taking advice from broken people. That don't have no good discernment. Come on, Captain. I have no one to help me when I try to get in the water. And then ask you that. Tells me you're a broken person and your discernment is off. It's my boss's fault while I ain't going no further than where I am. You're broken. And your discernment is off. You're broken. I love him. Girl, you're broken. And your discernment is off. You don't see that, that demon sitting right in front of your face? Because mm. you're broken. Mm. And your discernment is come on. Anybody help me come on. Come on. To get in the water. Ooh. Here's what I discovered this week. See, mess with me. He is expecting help from people that need help themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Live up. That's good. So I got a question for you. Are you trying to get something from your mother when your mother needs help herself? Come on, come on, come on. I came to bust all your up today. Because you could be carrying hurt from expectations from people that they need help themselves. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm absolutely. Question How much pain are you carrying from people that need healing themselves? Mm -hmm. And you get mad with people because they need healing themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trying to squeeze out of them something that they, can't, they don't have the ability to give you. Are y'all getting something from this? Yes. I'm almost done. And Jesus ignores his excuses. Jesus said, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Hold on. I, I guess y'all don't read the Bible like I read the Bible. If I've been an invalid for 38 years, how in the world can I get up, pick up my mat, and walk? If I've been disabled for 38 years, how is your expectation now for me to get up Pick up my mat Come on now. and walk. Pick up Come man. Man. Here's what I discovered. You ready for this? Yes, Here's what I discovered. God gave me insight on this. this. This thing messed me up. Watch this. The Bible says instantly he was healed. He picked up his mat and walked. But what I love about this is it is the perspective that shifts you. Watch this. Could it be because you're surrounded by people that's just like you? This is the first time anybody ever spoke to your potential. <laughs> Come on, and sometimes when people are speaking to your potential you get mad because you take it as a threat because you never saw that you could do that in the first place so you're mad because your boss told you come and work on time because nobody ever required you to be on time before so you took it as a threat when all they were trying to do was see it as potential that you could be Yeah. The amen's getting real low right through here <laughs> <laughs> This is the problem in the church Because <laughs> anytime somebody puts a standard to you mm. mm. Now, I ain't doing all that What you mean? What you mean? I got stuff to do Who you hiding in bushes trying to swallow somebody? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so busy, Come on. but anytime somebody puts a standard that's higher than what you live in, Woo! you take it as a threat. Yeah. No wonder you fell out with your mama. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, he talking in here. Yeah. Oh, he whipping in here. Some of y'all can whip real good right through here. Just go ahead and take your whipping. Watch this. Because here's what you need. Here we go. Let's go. You can only see from where you stand. I said, what you mean by that? You can only see from where you stand. Um sometimes you need somebody that's standing from a different place to show you where you can stand. All right. Abram, come on. Lay down. You're an invalid. Watch this. Your invalid. Um, Martin, stand up for me, please. Is that Martin right there? Yes, thank you, Martin, stand up. She nominated him. Yes, that's him. All right, watch this. Turn on your side. Can you see Martin from where you at? No. Watch this. Martin, come a little closer. Keep coming. Keep coming. Stop right there. Can you see Martin from where you are? No. Nope. Can you see him? Keep coming. Keep coming. It's all right there. Can you see him? Yes. Can no. you see Martin? No. Watch this Martin can see Abram. Come on. But Abram can't see Martin. My God. Because you can only see from where you stand. No wonder why we ain't got no faith. Because you're too low. Touch everybody down your row and tell them come on up a little higher. Come on up a little higher. You got to come You can't see that God can do more for you. You can't see that God is getting ready to bring you out. You can't see that God is getting ready to open the door. You know why? Because you're too low. No wonder why you you can't praise. Because you're down in the valley. But if you can ever get a praise, it'll lift you up. And you'll start to see stuff you ain't never seen before. I need somebody in here to go ahead and take five seconds and come on up a little higher with your praise. God said, come on up. Because I'm getting ready to show you stuff you ain't never seen before. they gonna work out. Come on out! I'll always be on this job. Come on out! I'll always be in debt. Come on out! Because if you come on up a little higher, you'll see stuff you never saw before. Can I tell you something? Watch this. Watch this. I'm done. That was my end But God gave me an appendix.
1: <laughs>
0: the text says, Come on up, you ain't laying no more. The it says, <laughs> says he leaves, picks up his map, starts walking. Come on, Pastor. Jesus gets missing in the crowd, mm-hmm. and he starts walking. And he runs into a person. Mm-hmm. We had a problem. Come on, Pastor. With Deliver. Deliver. Mm. You've been thirty years. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they got to say is, well, you know, this shouldn't have happened. It's the Sabbath. (laughs) Mm, Why are you carrying your back on the Sabbath? (laughs) Watch this. Because here's the risk of coming on up. When you come up higher, get ready for demons you ain't never seen before. Higher levels. And God don't mean less people or less demons and less devils coming after you. The higher you go, the more you're going to have to fight. Because somebody ain't going to understand the process of your deliverance. God, I wish I had somebody right there. But here's the thing. If you keep on going higher, watch this. He dealt with the man. He said, I don't know who did it. All I know is I'm healed. All I know is I'm a hole. Yeah. I don't even know how, how it happened. Yes. But somewhere between the process of me getting up and putting this mat on my back. Yeah. Come on, try. It, it let me know that something happened on the inside of me. Yeah. Oh God, I feel like speaking this. God said, you getting ready to step into a season yeah. that you don't even know when it's gonna happen. All you know is you gonna get up and it's gonna happen. And you gonna look around and say, when did that happen for me? I don't even realize. You know how you you know, you know know how you gonna know? Cause a hater gonna come out of hell and have to show you that something different happened with you. But is there anybody in that can say, hey hater, yeah, God has done a miracle in my life. Came on up a little bit higher. Oh Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on up higher. When that depression try to grip you, come on up higher. When that fear try to grip you, because it is scary leaving the pool. It is scary leaving the pool. Because when I was at the pool, everybody was just like me. We all sung the same soft story. We all talk the same way. Mm-hmm. Come on, Pastor. It was scary. Mm-hmm. Leave it now. But, now but you gotta push beyond your fears mm-hmm. and believe that God can bring you on up higher. Hallelujah. Everybody's standing all over the building. I'm going Thank you for the